I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you are bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe... Speaker of the House, Femi Bajab, is getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of our soldiers shot me, Sandra, on my ribs. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous um, election had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lakotians are tuning in. 570,000 of 630,000 people listen to Hard Facts. They know what they're looking for. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your Hard Facts. Hello, Lagos. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your Hard Facts. Seven minutes past three. I have a great show for all 630,000 of you. I'll start with the big three. Let's talk about federal government raising the fine on hate speech to five million naira. Then let's talk about yet another container falling off of a truck and killing Lagosians. And then let's talk about the terrible explosion in Beirut. Remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. We've got the topic up there. Uh, we're streaming this conversation live on Facebook. And we're going to play a couple of videos for you on the show today. So I advise that you actually get on and watch the live stream. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. YouTube is Nigeria Info 99.3 as well. You're going to get news updates at the top of every hour. You need to listen to every minute of, of the show today so you can catch um, just a minute. But uh, because it's Wednesday, we're bringing you the glass ceiling. On today's glass ceiling, we'll continue conversations about the plight of widows in our society. On the big hard fact, let's talk about the Nigerian Christians who are rejecting Salamit. We started that conversation on Monday. We also have perspectives for you where we're going to discuss the reopening of domestic flights. So it's a bumper to bumper show. And I cannot wait to get started with the big three. The big three. The big three. On the hard facts. On 99.3. Nigeria Info. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. What do you think about the 5 million naira fine for hate speech? Why are trailers carrying containers without harnesses? And what are your thoughts on the Beirut tragedy? Those are the big three. Let's talk. Our first story is the increased fine for hate speech in the broadcasting code. That's the set of guidelines for me and everybody who talks to you on the radio or on TV and uh, the stations that broadcast us as well. So previously, the code set the hate speech fine at 500,000, right? But yesterday, Lai Mohammed, the information minister, unveiled a new edition of the code. And this fine is up to tenfold what 500,000 naira was before. So 5 million naira, that's what people have to pay now if they're found guilty of hate speech. Now, the Nigerian Bar Association, the NBA, they've come out to oppose the increase. They said, quote, this is an unconstitutional attempt at gagging the press. The press, as the fourth estate of the realm, plays the constitutional role of a watchdog of our democracy. Gagging the press by increasing the fine for hate speech by 900% is anti-people, end quote. Now, the NBA is um, basing its position on Section 39, subsection 1 of the Constitution, which says, quote, Every person shall be entitled to freedom of expression, including freedom to hold opinions and to receive and impart ideas and information without interference, end quote. So to the NBA, that means no matter what a person says, government has no right to interfere with them over words 
And so far, we've had a couple of um, uh, SANs say that if the government tries to enforce this hate speech fine, it's going to end up in court. For example, Michael Zekome, he said, quote, the Constitution has permitted freedom of speech and freedom to hold opinions. Once the Constitution has done that, no law, not even an act of the National Assembly, can derogate the clear provisions of the Constitution, not to talk of a mere code of conduct for broadcasters. The code of conduct for broadcasters is just a directive to broadcasters on what to do and what not to do. But to go as far as putting a fine of 5 million naira for hate speech, it means they are turning a code into a law and into a provision of the constitution. If anybody challenges it in court, the court will declare that section of the document null and void and of no effect. End quote. So that's Michael Zekerman. So we have the NBA, we have SANs saying that this fine is illegal. And we have the executive saying it is well within the rights of the NBC to ensure that hate speech doesn't get on the airwaves. Lai Mohammed said, quote, Ladies and gentlemen, we remain unperturbed because we are acting in the national interest, end quote. So government is saying it is in the national interest to find hate speech. Of course, there's another angle to all of this. There's a question of how do we even decide what is and what is not hate speech. But that's it. Our first story. What do you think? 0700-993-993-993. What do you think about the government's position that the 5 million naira fine on hate speech is in the national interest? What do you think about the NBA's position and Ozekome's position that the fine on speech violates the constitution and therefore should be avoided? Do you think that there's a way for the government to battle hate speech without running afoul of section 39 of the constitution? 0700-993-993-993. You can also send us a, a message on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 80 959-75805. There's Twitter, of course, Nigeria Info 99.3 on Facebook, Nigeria Info FM on Twitter. We've got uh, John in Surulere, who is a first-time caller. John, we're so happy you called us today. Where have you called, John? Hi, Hello? Hi, John. We're happy you've called us today. Tell us why you called. Okay. Although I'm just calling you people just to appreciate uh, the good work that you people are doing. Okay. Thank you. Nice work. Work is fine. Thank you for calling us to appreciate what we're doing. 99.3, Chris. My president, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. Long time. Long time no talk, my sister. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Mm. Uh, quick one for the hate speech. Mm-hmm. I want to, like I said before, I want to beg our callers, please, for Nigerian people's sake, they should mind their language. This hate speech of a thing is not because of us. The way I'm looking at it is about that 2023. And for Chief Michael Zakwe, who is the judge, who will give any judgment in favor of anybody who takes such case to court? So, like I said, Nigerians, please, I'm begging every one of us. Let's just allow these guys to do whatever they want to do. Then by 2023, we, we see what we can do about it. Thank you. Thank you, Christopher, for calling us. Alahaji is in Lekki. Hello, Alahaji. Good to have you on the show. Uh, good, um, good, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you. Um, I just want a um, uh, situation where... The minister, Lai Mohammed, is going to give us a definition of what hate speech is so that we are all going to be on the same page. We are going to know what we are. You want to gather the press, you want to gather the people so that nobody is going to criticize the government. That is rather unfortunate. We all um, supported the government. We all went out in the rain and the sun to vote in this government because we felt that um, BNB is going to be an improvement on the other administration based on the person who is. Unfortunately, what we have again for is not what we are getting, and that is the truth. Anybody who is going to be who is going to be dispassionate about this matter is going to understand that Nigeria is actually 
going backwards instead of going forward. So, like I said, in the start, let us have a complete definition of what um, H-Fix is so that we can know when we are running out of the law. They cannot leave it as ambiguous as it is. If they leave it like this, they can cut anybody. They can even catch me for making this call and put me in prison. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alhaji, for calling us. Gabriel is in Ijebote. Hello, Gabriel. Thanks for calling. Hello, good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Turn your radio off. Let's let's go. Go ahead. Okay, I just want to... Yes, please. Turn your radio off when you call us, okay? Uh, it's, 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 it's simple, really, because if, if your radio is on, we can't hear the other person. Um, you, we can't hear you, and people can't hear me, so it's, it, it just makes for no communication at all, and we don't want that. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Somebody says, we cannot wait until 2023 to fight for our rights. The same people will attempt to plant a successor in 2023. Sam from Ikbonri says, this is unbecoming. How will Alhaji Lai Mohammed come up with such a fine about hate speech when he's the head of hate speech department? This is just the beginning. What happens to those who have stolen our commonwealth? I am prepared to be the scapegoat. Alright, Sam from Ikbonri, thank you for sending your message in. Good afternoon, Sandra. Uh, this government um doesn't know what their focus is now federal government is looking for more ways to make money and you'll see um you see people in their thousands being fined by government because they say the truth about bad governance what is termed as hate speech will become variable and radio stations and journalists will be the target we don't need anybody to beg nigerians not to express their pain on this government we should keep our affiliation away from the truth let me talk to Tokwe, who's also a first-time caller Tokwe, hello thanks for calling hello sandra good afternoon good afternoon good to have you on the show today I'm fine. Yes, go ahead. I want to talk on the hate speech issue. Yes. What do you expect from leaders that have no fear of God? These present leaders don't have fear of God. And any leader without fear of God, there is nothing they cannot do. Look at the way they are behaving. Look at the protests of today. Look at the way they are treating people. They don't have the fear of God. We can only pray that we have leaders, we let leaders who will fear God, who will not be rulers, who will not be evildoers, rulers that will like the people and they, they are ready to see to the welfare and security of the people. So that is the problem. So we are only praying. That is my contribution. All right. Thank you for praying. Uh, we've got more callers, 99.3. How are you? Hello? Hello? Oh, there's no one there. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Uh, back to WhatsApp, where we have a lot of other comments coming in. Uh, my name is David from Odugunya. Please, what is hate speech? Because I don't understand. Yeah, well, there's no clear definition of what hate speech is um, within this context. Because you, you go to the dictionary and the dictionary tells you, oh, hate speech is any speech that doesn't um, uh, denigrate any tribe, any minority group, um, any gender, uh, it's um, any speech that doesn't incite to violence, things like that. So that's what hate speech is. And if that's what is being legislated, then great. But is that what is being re- legislated? I don't know. That's up to you to decide. Kiliwaya is on the line. Hello, Kiliwaya. Yeah, hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I would like to know the definition of a hate speech. And one thing, is it that people can't speak against government anymore? When you actually take up office, you actually sign up to all these things. People are free to talk against government. And so far, it is not a fake news being transferred around about the country. I feel it's an opinion of the citizen to speak out to any discrepancies carried out by government. So I do understand the definition of a hate speech. 
Thank you. All right. Thank you, Kiluai, for calling. Now, um, uh, dictionary says that hate speech is abusive or threatening speech or writing that expresses prejudice against a particular group, especially on the basis of race, religion or sexual orientation. That's what hate speech is. Uh, it's defined by the Cambridge Dictionary as public speech that expresses hate or encourages violence towards a person or group based on something such as race, religion, sex, or sexual orientation. That's what dictionary says it is. The Nigerian government may have their own um, definition, but uh, we don't know what it is yet. Olumuiwa Inaja, hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. First time I will talk to you for the past two years. <laughs> Welcome. Let's look at it this way. What will determine what a speech is? Because there's a way Joy has been talking to us. That's me one government official will say what Joy just said in an hour ago is AC. So we are close to the radio station. This is not a war against the citizen. This is a war against the media. And media must fight it. When I was in secondary school, they said three, four organs of government, judiciary, legislative, and the executive, and press. But later, Nigeria government, they remove press. They said, no, government shouldn't be a, a part of the executive arm of government. And now they still want to keep the press again. That means that some things now you cannot say against the government, 64 billion era for, for fence. If you raise that issue now, 64 billion era for fence, they may say it's a hate speech because they allow citizens to talk to them anyhow. So we have to fight this, whatever they call hate speech. In conclusion, I want to remind Lai Mohammed the names that he called. Um, Jonathan, on uh, what was this station again, TV station. I watched it during those times. That he abused Jonathan, he talked so many times. Jonathan did not do anything. Now they come to government, now they are not talking about his speech. If we don't stand up against all these food that they are calling, I mean, Nigeria government, Nigeria government. They are, they are not ashamed, Nigeria government. All right. It's always a pleasure to hear from Olumuiwa. Am I in Akoka? That's the last call I'll take. Am I? How are you? Good afternoon, Sandra Elzekweseli. Good afternoon. You know, I come to you for hard facts. Yes, you do. Uh, Sandra, you know, they say that um, <laughs> they want us to say that the king is wearing an invisible garment. Meanwhile, the king is naked. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm going to do that and sleep at night. I'm, I can't say that with my full chest. Do you understand? Okay. Because it's national interest. Let me remind them, national interest, that people are dying in Kaduna. We are talking about national interest. People are dying in Kaduna. People are dying in the north. There's a lot of hunger in the land. There's unemployment. At least that one is national interest. Okay, go. Uh-huh. So we cannot come and be uh, saying things that are not true because we want to be right. It's sad that uh, in 2020, while a lot of things are left undone, the most important thing right now in government is, is banning hate speech. You know, when you're looking for a snake, it doesn't mean you kill everything that is long, uh, Sandra. <laughs> because you want people to keep quiet. You say that you, you know, not hate speech, hate speech. And don't worry, when the, when the lion uh, is over, the bears will talk about what happened. They will talk about the carcass. I won't say more than that because, you know, I don't want uh, you to pay five million. So happy I like that. Thank you, Thank MI. You. <laughs> All right. Um, let's keep the calls coming in. MI talked about the deaths in Kaduna. Speaking of death, a mourning mother seeks justice for her dead daughter. That's our second story. Chidima Joku died when a, con- uh, a container slipped from the t- uh, trailer carrying it and crushed the bus that she was in. This happened here in Lagos. Chidima was not alone. Two other people died in that van and at least six other people were injured. Now, Chidima's mother um, wants to end this thing once and for all. She wants this to end once and for all. And um, she says that for her daughter, Chineza Joko, it doesn't need to be one more death. Here's what she had to say. And if you're watching on Facebook, you can also see her making this statement. Please, I would like to report to the general public what happened on Sunday evening. 
my daughter and her colleague, my daughter Chidemma Ajoko, who works at, uh, who used to work at FAN, or who was working at FAN at that time before her death, was returning from work, Federal Airport Authority. She was returning from work with her colleague, one Chima. And they were in a commuter bus, and the bus, I think the bus either stopped to pick passengers or uh, stopped to drop passengers. And a reckless um, a, a trailer driver that was carrying a, 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 a container was speeding and fell on, on the bus. I, I waited and waited the whole night, up to 2 p.m. in the night, 2 a.m. in the night, waiting for my daughter to come back from work. I was calling her auntie where she was staying in, in Sulere, because she was staying in Sulere. I was going to work at the airport. Both of us did not sleep till morning around 6 a.m. when a colleague called me and told me that she was involved in an accident and that they were at a solar general hospital. When we got to the solar general hospital, they were not among those people that were brought in there. And they referred us to a hospital in Yaba, a general hospital in Yaba, and we went there. And they told us that we had to go and check the morgue because this did not bring any uh, living person. And uh, my, my, my friend's husband and my sons went and checked in the morgue and saw my daughter and her colleague. I would like to tell the public that this is getting too much. These containers, they keep on killing people and nobody talks. This my daughter was 27 years old, working in Federal Airport Authority. She went to Babcock University and she was planning to travel abroad to do her master's in the near future. And this is just how life has been snuffed, snuffed out of her. These tankers and trailers were virtually off the road during the day. They said they were allowed to fly in the, in the night. But now, they are all everywhere, very reckless. I don't know where, what they drink while they drive. You know, they, they fall on, on cars. Maybe a whole family that was just the other day, a whole family that was coming from Night Vigil. One of the, the, the containers fell, fell on the car. But this one, I said, no. If my daughter's life is going to be used to, to stop this thing, then let it be what I've achieved. Mm -hmm. But I cannot keep quiet. I know that maybe they'll say I'm nobody until somebody's uh, child's life, you know, is, is knocked out before they do something. But I think everybody in this Lagos, whether you have a car, whether you enter a bus, whether you drive your own car, all of our lives are in danger. Because we encounter all these uh, trailers and containers every day, and they are very reckless. Please let something be done. I'm ready to, you know, grab more interviews because this one is too much. I lost my husband last year, March. Just within a year and three months, I'm losing my first daughter. <laughs> what kind of thing is this? And and they just show it on the news, and and that's it. Nobody talks. Nobody wants to do anything. I sent a, a, a cousin of mine to the police station and, and the, the, the police said that they cannot trace the owner of the, of the, of the car, uh, that the driver took the particulars and ran away with the conductor. But the, 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 trailer, the, the, the trailer is there, the container is, is there. And they said that the owner called and said he was going to come and that they are going to arrest him if he comes. But that's all. After that, my cousin when he came back home. So I want the, the whole public to, to, to react to this to this uh, uh, video. Let something let justice be done. Let let let, let the, the, the these people be punished so that others will learn. I'm not coping. I'm heartbroken. My heart, my, my, heart, my heart is shattered in pieces. Even my my, my children, her siblings. Sometimes I, I wake up, they are crying in the middle of the night. They are missing their sister. It's hot. That if she was sick, it would have been better for us to cope. But just killed in cold blooded like that. How can we just accept this thing easily? Just don't kill people on the road carelessly and everybody just folds, you know, their arms and accept it as the norm. Let them uh, investigate and know who the driver 
you know, is, and the owner of the vehicle, and why is not, you know, latched the way it's supposed to be, and bring them to, to book. You know, I'm thinking of the other people. They are, they, they, our lives are in danger in Lagos. We are not saying that containers will not carry goods to their destinations. But let there be proper, you know, let there be a law. So that if anybody does not keep to the law, the person will be brought to book. Let there be justice in this country for once. The blood of my daughter Chidema and the blood of the colleague Chima and whoever the driver was if the, their blood is going to bring justice. That is enough. I'll have my peace. I'll, I'll have peace. The shedding of that blood not be in vain. And then the thing, all these things will just continue as if nobody cares. And then you have Chidema's mother um, talking to us. Chineza Joko. And this is not the first story it's not the second story and unfortunately it's probably not going to be the last story in fact i remember that one of the first stories that i covered here on hard facts was another container slipping we talked about how part of the problem was that truck drivers were not bolting the containers properly onto the trucks i started hosting hard facts in 2018 and we can count how many other people have been killed by these containers. So none of these things, <laughs> none of it is new. It's been happening for as long as I've been in Lagos and even long before I came to Lagos. It's been happening in other parts of the country as well. Trucks going to and from a papa, they're carrying containers and they're carrying these containers without restraints. When I see them, when I'm driving in traffic, I, I typically run past them because I don't want to be in front of them or behind them or beside them because I know what could happen. And what I want to understand is how, how are they able to move without getting stopped. Last my day for road, VIO day for road, police day for road. We they see them, they stop other vehicles for all sorts of offenses and non-offenses. How come these containers are able to move freely? I should say, by the way, that police has impounded that truck. The driver escaped. Uh, police are saying that they cannot trace the owner yet because the truck has no registration. So that's another kettle of fish there. We have unregistered trucks moving around Lagos with no way to trace their owners. Can you believe that? Yesterday, um, Rufai mentioned, if you, ha if you don't listen to conversations with Rufai, by the way, you should. Um, he has amazing conversations between 6 and 7 on this station every Monday and Tuesday. And yesterday he said he spoke with the mother and uh, Mrs. Ajoku told her that um, she's actually going to be sued she will be suing and uh, she's going to take it to court and she's not going to let this be just one more story. And Lasema, by the way, gave a report about what caused this crash. They said the truck driver was challenging another driver for right of way. And so the truck started moving erratically right at the bus stop where Chidima was in a bus. And that bus was loading passengers. And then container fell. So we had a truck driver who knew that he hadn't secured his container, but he still decided to drive rec recklessly. And now he's on the run. 0700993993993. Let's talk about this thing, Lagos, because we are all in danger here. You in your fancy car, me in my Gura Gura car, me that is in a bus, all of us, we are all in danger. We have all driven alongside a truck, carrying a container and praying. We've all seen them maneuvering while the cargo is shaking behind them. We have all felt that fear, that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach at beg make this container no fall yet here we all are how do we end this problem austin in lucky helen good afternoon sandra good afternoon god bless you bless you as well the the story sounds so pathetic if if the the uh, last month or what's it, uh, the uh, Lagos state government are telling us that uh, they don't know the, the, the vehicle is an unknown uh, uh, registered vehicle. 
what about the driver? Where is this uh, that particular uh, load that is carrying uh, going to? I think the woman should seek for justice through through a court of competent jurisdiction. They should sue this particular matter under the carpet, like as they've been doing playing their politics over there. Because in Nigeria, no single life they don't they don't care about any any single life that is lost. So as long as this innocent soul has been satisfied dead, the family should not allow this particular issue to 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 die a natural death. They should seek for a redress in a, in a competent court of jurisdiction. Because the, the so-called driver, if the, the Labour State government or Lassema is saying that it's a, a non-registered vehicle, so what for? What about the company that the driver is uh, 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 working? They should fish out the driver and bring the, the man to book so that the, the man will, will, will pay hugely for, 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 for his action. But secondly, uh, 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 Sandra, I think in Lagos State there is an hour made for, for, for these uh, truck drivers to be plying the road. Why must the, 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 the truck driver fly uh, the road by at that particular po- uh, uh, point in time? So I don't like what is going on in this country. Nothing, no life, nobody in this country, especially the government, does not value a single soul of any Nigerian. What, what they are after is only their pocket, their pocket. Anything that is not favorable to government, government will not pursue it, uh, pursue it to, to, to its logical conclusion. What is going on in this country, uh, 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 my, my dear sister? That's a good question, Austin. Thank you for calling us. Sam is in Moway. Hello, Sam. Hello, uh, Sandra. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, this is a, a pathetic story. Somebody to, to see the dead body of... Uh, a child or his child is so bad, so bad. The one of the reasons why these things happen is that these people are other influence, influence of uh, alcohol, something like that. If the country, if the state can ban ban the the sale of alcohol in our bus stops, they call them different different names: Shekpe, Alumo, and so on. They are all over. Even they take. Uh, all over the place and the government are looking at them but nobody is saying anything because the life of the people are in danger it can be that woman today it can be another person next time then for your first story um, uh, we remember uh, the, the, the last government they called Jonathan every name even they ridiculed the wife do you remember our fellow widows which they were calling the Jonathan's wife the man never uttered a word for hate speech. Today, if you want to criticize that people are dying, they want to call it hate speech. They are, they, are, they are sharing money. And if Nigerians are talking about it, they want to call it hate speech. Well, like that parable that man said, he said if the lion dies, the birds will, will talk about the carcass. In the next three years, Baba will live there. The carcass will be seen all over the place. Thank you. Thank you, Sam, for calling. Veronica is in Ikorudu. Hello, Veronica. Thanks for calling us. Thank you. This is my take on this, Sandra. Hmm. In this country, it seems as if certain parts of this nation, certain people from certain parts of this country are held in high esteem. Even when I was in Benin, hmm. these uh, the, the trucks hmm. have fallen on many vehicles in the time past, and nothing has come out of it. Most of these drivers are from northern Nigeria. And our rulers are just looking. And they are killing people anyhow. And our southern governors are not doing anything about it. It is very, very unfortunate that Chidima had to die the way she died. Do you know what is involved? The emotional trade, the emotional you know, trauma that her mom is going through right now. This is a girl that they have spent money to send to a private university. This is a girl that is looking forward to a promising future. And the, and the last one is telling us that the, 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 the vehicle is not registered. What have they been doing? Are they not checking vehicles that are not registered? Are they not checking these people? Please, Sandra, this is very, very unfair. The government should rise up and do something about it and put a stop to this. Thank you, Let Veronica. Let this tanker stop moving in the daytime, please. 
All right. Thank you very much, Sandra. That's my pick. Thank you for calling to share it. I appreciate it. But I would I would prefer if we don't make this into a tribal thing because um, we don't know that all the drivers are from the north. That's number one. And even if they were, how about the owners of the trucks? Are the owners of the trucks from the north? Are the owners of the containers from the north? So let's not make it into, into a tribal thing. It's a tragedy period. And that, 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 um, um, that there are no consequences for a tragedy that is very, very avoidable is, should be the focus of the conversation. Oluwafemi is in a cotton. Hello, Oluwafemi. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon, Sana. This is Femi Vipondivine. Good to have you on the show. Yeah, I was listening to um, that woman's um, voice and the whole um, ominous thing in the background was just um, so sad. Mm. Like, that could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. It could have been my family member. It could have been my girlfriend. It could have been you. It could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we don't go like that. Um. Without nothing happening at all. I nearly cried listening to that woman's voice. Because that could have been my mom mourning me that ah my son died to a non-talent attitude something that's very much avoidable yeah. like what is happening in NG what's happening in Lagos State exactly this is not case number one number two number three number four the Otodola Beach issue that before happened no one is accountable for it till today nobody that is like two years ago nobody this one will happen nobody is accountable but some are saying they don't know this they don't know that then what do we know in, in, in Lagos State? Who is governing us in Lagos State? Who are we to hold accountable? Who are we to hold out to? This is what happened. Who are we to caution? And who are we to ask? Who is accountable for? What is transparency? Where is, where is everything happening? Thank you, Sandra. Thank you so much, Femi, for calling me. Um, that's not the only terrible story on our big three today. There was a horrible explosion in Beirut, and that's our third story. As you know, yesterday, a massive explosion in the port of the Lebanese capital left at least 100 people dead and at least 4,000 people injured. Entire city blocks have been turned to rubble. Have you seen the video of the explosion? If you haven't, we're currently streaming it on our Facebook uh, live feed. If you haven't seen videos from the Beirut explosion, get on Nigeria Info 99.3, uh, get on YouTube Nigeria Info FM and watch for yourself. See footage after footage, see uh, picture after picture of that explosion. I saw um, a video of a priest who was conducting mass. And he was quite steady when the first tremor happened. And then eventually um, his church fell apart. If you're watching, you see video after video. Nigeria Info 99.3. Now, Lebanon is trying to pick up the pieces. And my head really goes out, you know, just my, my heart goes out to them. Um, because this is, this is terrible. There was something about that blast. That blast reminded me of the Ikeja cantonment explosion here all those years ago. That was the first thing that went through my mind when I started seeing the footage. Now we're getting more and more information about what happened in Beirut and apparently one of the warehouses in the port was storing ammonium nitrate. Ammonium nitrate is a very unstable chemical. It's highly explosive. It's used in fertilizer, but it's also used in explosives. That's what miners use when they want to blast holes in rocks. Now, a Russian ship was carrying the stuff into Beirut, um, into the Beirut port in 2014, six years ago. And the government impounded it when they found it. They impounded it. They kept it in a warehouse in the port. And the Lebanese government has come out and said, well, we've known that this um, ammonium nitrate was there. And apparently, people have warned them several times, including in a report from six months ago, that the quantity was enough to, quote, blow up all of Beirut. The UK Guardian is also reporting that different committees had discussed the ammonium nitrate in the past six years, in the last six years, but no action was ever taken. 
And then yesterday, a fire in another warehouse spread to that warehouse and the ammonium nitrate blew up. If you see the pictures of the damage, chunks of Beirut are gone. It's a terrible, terrible tragedy. And the people of Lebanon are only just beginning to count the cost. I watched the video of Beirut talking, to, uh, the, the, the video of the governor of um, uh, Beirut talking to the press, and he just burst into tears. He was crying uncontrollably. He was weeping throughout the interview. That's how distressing the whole situation is. And all of this is happening during COVID-19. Lebanon already had thousands of infections and the country is in the middle of an economic crisis. The government just defaulted on the national debt, which is actually larger than the GDP. So a lot of people are asking, Omar, how will government rebuild Beirut? And we're seeing a huge outpouring of love and support from all over the world. The Australian government has already pledged hundreds of millions of Naira to help uh, Beirut rebuild. The Lebanese government is asking the world to help, you know, however they can. And I'm sure that um, we're probably going to see more countries step up in the coming days. And I wonder what your thoughts are on this story, on this explosion. What went through your mind when you first saw the video, the pictures of this tragedy? And what do you think about the fact that the government kept that ammonium nitrate in that warehouse for six years? And what about the reports saying that it could blow up the entire Beirut? And by the way, am I the only one who's getting a feeling of deja vu from, uh, from this incident with the Ikeja cantonment? 0700-993-993-993. Yes, you can still talk about the other two stories that we've talked about on the show today. We've got um, our first story from... Um, the national scene with uh, the fine for hate speech going up to 5 million naira. We also have our second story about containers falling off of a truck and killing Lagosians. And then this explosion that happened in Beirut. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hi, Sandra. People like us are not surprised by the so-called hate speech sermon. If you talk, you die. If you don't talk, you die. The best option is to talk and face their incarceration, Chika in Lekki says. All right, Chika. The emotional video tells you, like a recurring decimal, containers falling off the bridges have caused pains, trauma to families as they have people as they have sent people to their early grave. The relevant authorities should come out with regulations to halt this painful act of one death, too many deaths. Nigerians have taken a swipe against the federal government for raising the fine of hate speech from 500k to 5 million. Purveying or inciting hatred is bad, but viewed from all perspectives, this is a bad fine proposed by persons that are unfamiliar and uncomfortable with the practices and nuances of fundamental rights of democracy. This has the culmination of threats written all over it as this sits at odds with provisions of basic fundamental, fundamental rights outlined in Chapter 4 of the 1999 Constitution, especially Sections 38 and 39. The hate speech fine is a poisoned chalice, Jukudi Urakba says. Jukudi, thanks for sending your message in. Good afternoon, Sandra. Um, it is um, appalling the things we hear in this country. There's no more free speech in the Constitution again. I will I will love the federal government to highlight the so-called hate speech. God save Nigerians, Ahmed Apapa says. Thank you for sending that message in. Uh, hello, Sandra. My name is Bright. I want to understand what hate speech is. Honorable Lai Muhammad, did he give any definition of the acronym hate speech? However, it's only irresponsible governments that will focus their attention on whatever criticism that will hit them so that there can be no such thing as a five million naira fine. All right, Bright. Thanks for sending your message in. The vehicle is not registered is a lie. They're just trying to protect or cover up for the owner. What kind of country is this? That's a message from Ishola from Okoko who says this government is just looking for a way to make money and that's all. It's quite unfortunate that our law enforcement 
um, can say that they cannot locate the owner when the vehicle has a plate. A plate, Anthony says. Regarding the fallen container and the driver at large, along with the registration documents of the truck, the truck can be tracked with the container's registration number on it at the port. The port, the plate number of the truck will be on the bill of lading. The port has duplicates, so investigation should be done on that. Why are police and LASMA cover up such cases so as to get huge money from the truck owners for helping them secure their property, the truck? Let Nigerians rise up to the show, just like what is going on now in Israel, Debo from Ikorodu says. Uh, their series movie is becoming an endless one. NDDC, hate speech, etc., etc. All right, let me take some calls. 0700 0700-993-993. 993993. WhatsApp is where I've been reading those messages from. WhatsApp is OHO 959 Hello. Alexandra. How are you? What's your name? Joshua, calling from Machine. Welcome, Joshua. Go ahead. Yep. Um, I'm a first time caller. Good to have you on the show, sir. Yeah. Um, it's like death has now been normalized in the country. People mm. die day in, day out. And we look at it as if it's a normal thing that happened. So, so sad. That baby that died, she could be my own sister. Mm. Even as I was watching the video, I was, I was shaking. Right, watching it on Facebook, watching it, in fact, I don't know. And in fact, um, since I heard even the story in Lebanon and things happening, I'm just wondering what is going on in this country. People are not ready to count. People are not ready to take action on things. And it seems as if in a country we all talk and talk and talk, but no one is ready. No one is ready to take action. No one is ready to take a stand. No one is ready to come out and speak. My fellow Nigerians, let's come out in, in, our, in our numbers and speak against everything. Look at what is going on in Abuja. People came out to protest and they are being harassed year and day. I plead with everyone, let's come out and do things that are right so that we'll be able to hold all our leaders accountable. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Ibinabo is in Igbo. Hello, Ibinabo. Hi, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Uh, welcome. Yeah, uh, there are some few questions I think we need to ask these guys. Mm. One, I want to believe that vehicle left from a destination heading to another destination. Mm-hmm. And there are documents covering whatever goods are in that container mm-hmm. registered in somebody's name. Mm-hmm that goods are going to be delivered to. Whatever happened to this document, I want to believe those documents were found in the vehicle because there's no way a driver will escape with those documents. There's no... I, I want to believe in if that vehicle was thoroughly searched, you would find one or two documents that will link you either to the owner of the truck or to the owner of the goods in the vehicle, or at least you'd be able to get a clue to the origination of that vehicle. But somebody coming out to tell us that that vehicle was not registered, I'm sorry to say, that's a pure lie. And back to the Beirut story. Honestly, I feel so sorry that lives were lost. But I want to believe that was carelessness on the government's part. Because six years, they were warned that this thing is enough to wipe out the entire country. So why keep them? And now the deed has been done. You are calling for support from all over the world. I'm, I, I fear, like I said earlier, I am so sorry that life were lost. But th- this is pure carelessness from the government part. Because if they actually took the safety and life of their citizen in high esteem, this could have been averted. Thank you very much. Thank you, Binabo, for calling me. Victoria Abang is on the show today. Hello, Victoria. Thanks for calling. Okay, Sandra, good afternoon. My name is Victoria Ban from Aja. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I want to talk about the trailer incident. Yes, go ahead. You see, this Lagos state government is just a terrible state. I've not seen. 
You know, like if you have a vehicle, you registered, everything is okay. Once they see they apprehend you, the way you now see the falter, what do you do? You pretend. There's no way they will not have records of who owns that trailer. See, the point is that we are just complacent about so many things. Mm. But Jonathan told us something I will not forget. In 2015 election, he said, choose between freedom and slavery. So now that we are in this APC, I don't intend to say this, but that's the truth. We are in slavery. How can you ask people not to do a revolution? Things are not okay. The president is just sitting up there. He's silent. I personally supported that man in the election. But my family called me. My father especially called me and said, Victoria, you're young. You will regret supporting this Buhari. And I'm regretting today. I'm from the South South. I didn't support Jonathan. I supported Buhari. But look at what is happening. He needs to wake up from the slumber. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for calling us, Victoria. On Facebook, Tunde Matthews says, Sandra, please, can the federal government let us know what is hate speech? Can you fine for the offense I know not about? Can you fine me for the offense I know nothing about? Okay. Tabejiko Kamas says, it's quite unfortunate that the Nigerian politicians will make some lawless laws in their own favor. I have not seen law that put any corrupt politicians um, or unfor- so unfortunate this country. Okay. You push help me now. <laughs> oh, Coco Clement says, what do they mean by hate speech? And what regular body determines what hate speech is? Well, that would be the NBC. Alex Abbo says, Christopher was wrong. You cannot negotiate with people who are determined to ruin the country. You cannot vote out these people. Well, interestingly, Christopher has called back. Christopher, good to have you back. Yeah, President Sandra, uh, mm-hmm. thank you. When that woman was speaking, Sandra, tears was all over my eyes. You know, she lost her husband March last year, right? Mm. Then this year she lost her daughter. Mm-hmm. So, Joel Eba, you remember the incident container that fell on that uh, jeep? Mm-hmm. How many people that died? Like you said, since 2018, you've been covering something about all this. Mm. I think the four organizations they should sue, that woman should sue. The safety officer at the wherever port where that container take off from. Because somebody need to inspect that container before it leave, right? Mm. Then the police, the last one, the VIO, then the road safety guys. Because they see all these trucks. They turn the other way. And the innocent cars, those are the ones they will be running after. So they should sue those set of people. Then they will learn lessons. Thank you, President Sandra. Thank you so much for calling. I'll take one final call. 99.3. Hello. How are you? What's your name? My uh, name is Kenneth. Kenneth, uh, put your radio down yes. and then let's talk. It's off. Okay. Um, I want to talk on that. 